0: <laughs> what do you think fred all right fred. <laughs> like dude you're an idiot i'm doing very well janice it just gonna be me and you or eli and zach gonna pop in yeah they'll talk oh, everyone here. In a while oh, but... he was already here it it right away
1: it kind of well we're used to you attacking us so yeah sorry Look at. Let's just put it this way. Who do you see as the quarterback week one for the Green Bay Packers? I see. Hold on one second. I'm finish, finishing up this tweet. Okay, <laughs> oh there gosh. we go. We are, good.
0: <laughs> we are Great good. start. I know.
1: <laughs> welcome. To, hey, that's what makes us us. Okay. Okay. Everybody, welcome to Open Book for another week. It is a victory week for the second week in a row, actually that that season opener seems like it was so far in the in the in the rearview mirror thank god we're all just kind of moving past here and pretending it never happened because it was really just the fourth preseason game when you think about it before we dive into the content today or lack thereof because neither of us are prepared we're going purely off of emotion as we should considering the circumstances this show today open book part of the game on wisconsin network this show today is brought to you by our tech ventures the goal at our ventures is to collaborate closely with founders throughout all the investment and fundraising stages turning their visions into successful companies since 2020 our ventures has helped turn great ideas into profitable businesses that make an impact on industries communities and beyond so now let's have fun ladies and gentlemen hello mama westendorf mother of our beloved jacob westendorf so I feel like we should start with the fact that the Green Bay Packers won a football game in Santa Clara. It's a pretty bold
0: start. Are you sure that's how you want to start the show?
1: Yeah, well, you know me. I'm pretty bold. I like to think I'm ballsy. So A risk taker for sure. Yeah, definitely. So I'm going to go... I'm going to jump right into it. The Packers won a football game, a regular season meaningful football game in Santa Clara against a 49ers team who, I mean, you know, they went into Santa Clara and won last year. Okay. But that team was a shell. There's the an team. asterisk
0: next to that one, though.
1: Yeah. I agree. This team that the Packers played Sunday night, they, they like the team that they played last year was like, like pales in comparison to who they were facing Sunday night. They had all Jimmy Garoppolo was there. They had their full arsenal of receivers. Debo Samuel was there. The defense was healthy. Nick Bosa was there. They had Armstead in the middle. They had, they had their their defense. And obviously they lost a couple corners during the game, but that wasn't really a position of strength for them going into the game anyway. So, Jen, give me your immediate thoughts. Not I'm not talking about that night. I'm not talking about how you felt that night because I'm sure you were you were high on the victory. You were just feeling great. How did you feel the next day? The next day when you realize they actually won that game. Everything went right in the last 37 specifically, 37 seconds and they won the game. How did you feel?
0: Well, I mean, so I didn't get to bed till maybe two o'clock by the time my adrenaline wore off and I was actually able to finally fall asleep. Um, But I woke up, you know, I have never woke up so refreshed on a Monday morning in my life. I was so happy throughout that entire day. Nothing even mattered. I don't think I retained anything anyone said to me throughout the day because all I could think of was that game and you know just kind of watching the clips as they're coming out and all the reactions and stuff like that so yeah I basically clocked in the work but like mentally I never was there I was only thinking about that game and just smiling cheek to cheek all day and yeah it was I I don't even know how to describe that Monday I've never I don't remember ever having a Monday where I was so happy running on about four and a half hours of sleep and now This is the first ever win that I get to talk about on this show because obviously Packers didn't win in preseason and we didn't record last week. So this is the first ever win that I get to celebrate as a host on Open Book. I did not think of that. So I'm still riding the high from Sunday night going into this show.
1: That's incredible. I I did not even stop to think for a second because you came on here in February. Yep. The season was already over. It was just Eli and I for, for August... You know, for the whole 2020 season really so you got here in september or february and yeah the packers were already knocked out of the playoffs courtesy of the tampa bay buccaneers ah! <laughs> and um, yeah they lost in jacksonville and then we didn't record last week you're right that that's so unless oh wait no they didn't even win in the preseason
0: no they didn't <laughs> <laughs> holy shit so this is wow. my inaugural win on open book
1: so we could technically blame you for the 0-3 preseason and then the 0 and one start to the season because, I mean, anyways.
0: <laughs> Why? Because I'm, like, acclimating to being a host during the season and it's my fault? Correct. Okay. Well, I exercise my demons then, too.
1: <laughs> you know, Andrew has a point here. Um, this is a team whose identity – I mean, they – Kyle Shanahan, and Matt on the floor, they have these same offensive philosophies where everything kind of stems from the from the run. The run, establishing that run, is like such a huge building block for what they want to do offensively. And the Packers, they held their own. I mean, granted, it was Elijah Mitchell. It was... Um, yeah,
0: their run game was a little banged up going into that game. I yeah. mean, Mitchell... So, obviously, most out on IR. And then Mitchell was... Doubtful going into that game. um Is it Hasty? Am J- I saying it? J-
1: J- J- Michael Hasty, I believe. Yeah,
0: he was out, I think. And then was it Sermon was coming off of concussion mm-hmm. protocol, so Trey Sermon. They didn't have a super healthy running back uh backfield, but I mean, it's still not a bad backfield that they were going in with. And to be able to, you know, anybody in the past could look good as a running back against this team. So to be able to see them stop them was. Oh, hi, Jacob.
1: Apparently, if Jacob doesn't roast you, uh, that means he doesn't not. If he roasts you, that means he loves you. So he's roasting you. So right now, so I guess that means he doesn't love you.
0: Yeah, he he hates me. Loves you. That's what that message was implying.
1: Understandably. I mean, come on. I mean, got to read
0: on. between the lines here. I get it.
1: Yeah. You know, and, and the thing was, too. I mean, yeah, they had that they had that banged up backfield. And this is still Kyle Shanahan. This is a guy who can make, you know, chicken salad out of chicken shit. You know what I mean? To quote Aaron Rodgers. So this is a guy that he maximizes whoever he has in that backfield. That scheme is so important. And I mean, we've seen this firsthand. We saw it throughout 2019. I mean, Raheem Mostert, 220 yards and four touchdowns in the NFC Championship. That's I mean, that was that was insane, obviously. I like to pretend that
0: didn't happen.
1: Uh, well, you know what, Jen,
0: it, it happened. I, I know it, it did. But you know
1: what? Come on, we're we're all we're all better people for having experienced that. I mean, yeah, the Packers got the absolute oh my god, they got the shit smacked out of them. They got wiped up and down the the the, the field of Levi Stadium in front of a worldwide audience on, you know, the the penultimate biggest stage.
0: You know, we looked like that uh, video you put up describing Kenny Clark that ended up on his story. That was what the Packers <laughs> looked like.
1: Yeah, I can't believe that ended up on his story. Thank his uh his training agency, I believe it was, that that allowed him to repost
0: that. It's but, extremely uh, on-brand for you, though.
1: Yeah, of course. A kid getting wiped across a lemonade stand ends up on Kenny Clark's story. What the hell is my life? Like, what am I what am I doing with with my life? But uh that's neither here nor there. We'll flip to the other side. Not the 49ers offensive line, but the Packers offensive line. They went into this game without Elton Jenkins. It was the first time that. Elton Jenkins had had been inactive for a game for the Packers since they drafted him. So over two seasons, two seasons and, and two games, whatever. And uh, everyone thought like it seemed to be like the universal, um, perception was that they would take Billy Turner, bounce him all the way to left tackle, and Dennis Kelly, this yep. veteran they signed at the sign at the start of training camp. He logged over a thousand pass uh, a thousand snaps at right tackle last year with the he Titans played, what, yeah, all
0: 16 games
1: yeah all 16 games season. yeah and over a thousand snaps at right tackle so that would be like obviously the initial thought like okay that's going to be the guy that takes over but the past get some instead, experience
0: out there but they went yeah, the other way
1: they did not want to budge Billy Turner from that right tackle spot they kept him there and I understand the thinking you don't sacrifice two positions that way it's just mm-hmm. it's just one one that you're dealing with like the, you know, the the aftermath of. But there really there was no aftermath because Yosh Na Naiman after that first drive, I mean, he got beat a couple times and he had um it was it was a face mask on the opening drive and then an uh I believe an ineligible man downfield uh on the third offensive possession. Two and, two
0: strange calls for an offensive lineman. Yeah. But yeah,
1: very strange. That ticky tack penalty, that second one. But regardless, he settled in. And he looked, he looked great. The whole offensive line looked great.
0: Yeah. You know, just getting that rust off in those first few snaps and considering how young and inexperienced this line is for them to only allow one sack when you've got Bosa on the other side, it's incredible. That front seven is it's dangerous and tough to play against. So for them to hold their own like that, and that's kind of one of the things that going into that game was going to be one of the biggest factors is can you give Rogers time to find guys down the field and throw the ball and make the plays and, they did exactly that, and it was awesome to see just the depth here and, you know, the next man up mentality in Green Bay, and they continue to surprise us with their offensive line play. So, uh, yeah, a lot of credit to Nyman for being able to step in as the third third string left tackle and just all the young guys being able to do their jobs and also, you know, getting the tight ends involved on the blocking, Tunyon and Big Dog, just seeing everybody kind of step up and do their job to to get things going. And you're smiling because I know you're thinking of that play. <laughs>
1: You mean the play where uh, Robert Tunyon just completely cracked Nick Bosa? Yeah,
0: which I'm pretty sure Tunyon got flattened earlier in the game. He did, but, but I mean that, you know, but you that, know that's, that's a that one and done. You know, yeah, I mean, he let it happen that's... once, and then he got his vengeance.
1: Yeah, that's. I mean, that's in the past. I mean, and it's Tunyon... more
0: embarrassing. It's more embarrassing for Bosa to end up on his back rather than yeah. Tunyon, because you know Tunyon's not a lineman. He's not as equipped to do that. So for him to go in there and. Do what he did, yeah. That's going to be on a highlight reel for a long, long time.
1: You expect one of the best pass rushers in football to right. take advantage of his matchup with a with an undrafted free agent tight end and and put him on his ass. You know, not you don't expect that to be the other way around. And I, you know, I get it. Nick Bosa was he was barely coming out of his stance and getting into his he he knew he saw Tanya motion in right there in line. He saw Tanya motion in in line, and Tanya just cracked him.
0: Yeah, I know you've a had lot a lot of was... passionate conversations about this on Twitter. <laughs> so you came in ready and prepared to talk about this.
1: That only because some dweeb was in my mentions calling it. Uh, what was it calling it a blindside block, which he has not read the the rules of a blindside block. You need to be parallel with uh, with the end line. It's not blindside if you
0: hit him in the front.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't. Just... I, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't understand but that. But then again, um, you know the
0: way that things were going in that game, it could have been called. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing too. It was it was a very,
1: very weird game, like especially towards the second like in the second half when the Packers had that they had that I think it was a 27-21 lead and it felt like every single call was being was going against them. It felt like there was some kind of fix <laughs> in. Now I know we're on this we're on this Packers centric show right now so obviously we, people expect us to call things rigged and this and that but, but you know, i'm not gonna I'm not i gonna had
0: do i had vikings fans and bears fans agreeing that the packers should have been you know either getting calls or not getting calls so when when you get guys like that when other division rivals are coming in and saying hey this is bad then we have the right to complain
1: the same division rivals that always talk about the packers getting all the calls
0: there, there was still yeah. some of them on Monday. You know, posting the pictures of the refs, like, "Oh, congrats on your win," which you know, obviously they didn't stay up to watch the game. But
1: there's a picture that's actually really funny. It's like, uh, <laughs> it's the is that the Silva. ref
0: jumping into the
1: <laughs> that one too? He's doing like a that Lambo <laughs> Yeah. And there's a an, there's another one where I think it's from the 2019 season when they're all posing in the end zone. You know, the whole defense. Oh. <laughs> it was probably after a turnover. And there's there's a ref and they're like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean, there's some good ones, but some people are so stuck on that narrative that it doesn't matter. Like the Packers could have every call against them and they'll still say it. It's just they ride or die with that narrative.
1: Yeah, it was. I mean, look, it's just that second half was just very, very strange. And then there was that three play sequence. Uh, it was a three play sequence right around the eight, the eight minute mark, seven, 741 right around there in the fourth quarter. Devontae Adams takes that crazy shot. It was a helmet to helmet, which I was in the fourth Adams, quarter. yeah, so right I felt like it was so much earlier
0: line. in the second quarter. but yeah, anyways, no. he uh, my I perception it, of time is off.
1: I think everyone's perception of time is off after seeing that because Adams came back into the game so quickly, which he wanted well, it, it completely killed in.
0: that drive too. yeah, 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 I mean,
1: the, the hit happened. obviously everything was just kind of thrown out of whack at that point. Mm-hmm. And then the next play, the very next play. Roger goes deep to MBS. He pulls up with a bum hamstring and he's out for the game pretty much that he wasn't immediately ruled out, but you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden Devonte Adams comes back in miraculously, like within 30 seconds. So he must have not have had a concussion. obviously. Right. What
0: did he say? He kind of took more of the blow to his chest to, and just chest. like couldn't True. breathe, which also still terrifying, you know, that hit shouldn't happen or that guy should not like there should have been some kind of flag on it. But I can't get too too much into that. It is what it is at this point. I'm just glad that he was okay and not seriously injured. And it was kind of nice to see him after that hit come back in and be involved in the game-winning drive.
1: Yeah, definitely. And you know, I have that image stuck in my mind because in the moment you don't know that you don't know it's, it's just the image of chest. him like the,
0: laying there, laying on the ground, just yeah. like he He's looked dead in, in the eyes. Yeah. Yes. I, like my my stomach dropped. Like I thought something was seriously wrong with him, but
1: because yeah, we've seen that we've seen that before. We've seen yeah. that Danny Trebathen hit on mm-hmm. on on him. So, uh, and I think there's another one that I'm not thinking of, but
0: no, he's taken a couple of these hits.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Regardless, though, the Packers overcame all of that, and they ended up driving down in those 37 seconds. It was a 25-yard completion to Devontae Adams, and then a 17-yarder. Yep. Drove, drove 40, Forty-two, 42 yards, yards. To set with no timeouts. Cosby. No timeouts. Yeah. No guys. In case, in case nobody's heard this yet. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It's still just so impressive, though. And that first pass completion to Devontae, it looked like he was running for the sideline, and that would have shaved out like. I think he thought he was closer than he was, or you know, just trying to figure out what's going to be the best way to get the ball back in Roger's hands and just going down at that point. So yeah, it's not even like plays that weren't driven out of bounds either. That's also extremely impressive.
1: Yeah. I think that's something a lot of people kind of are, are, are overlooking about. I mean, yeah, the 37 seconds and the no timeouts, the two big completions. I mean, yeah, that was, that was phenomenal. But the fact that they were able to get set following those two plays with no timeouts and, and spike the ball. I mean, that that takes a lot of damn skill, just doing and that I, alone. And I
0: think that something that people really aren't paying attention to in that moment, too, is with that offensive line, that young, inexperienced line, for them to not jump in that moment on the spike because, you know, I watched the Chargers game earlier and that offensive line, so many illegal movements and shifts and false starts. So for them to be able to stay set in that extremely rushed moment, you got to give kudos to them on that, too. Are you frozen or <laughs>
1: can you repeat that last bit for me? Cause you started breaking up. You started sounding no, like You a started
0: breaking up. You were frozen. I'm fine. <laughs> but no, I was just kind of okay, saying, well, am I good now? Well, what? Yeah. What, what did you not hear?
1: Okay. Uh, well, honestly, just about everything, but.
0: <laughs> so do I have to repeat that entire thing about the young, inexperienced what? offensive line, you know, not jumping in a rushed scenario on the spike being able to stay set i think you know you just have to give a lot of props to them on that because we've seen so many teams in that rush moment draw the false start and then it pushes them back and then that completely changes things so for them to not kill that moment that was also huge on their part
1: did you repeat that word for word i don't know <laughs> I was say it, that, would, that
0: been... why did you hear it the first time you just wanted me to say it again <laughs>
1: No, no, no. It just, it seemed like you had that, like you whipped that out. Like you, you like had that whole phrase i I probably said it so already. many
0: times over the last, what, 70, 72 hours now, 48 hours. Right, I don't know right. how long it's been. Forty,
1: 48 hours. Yeah.
0: 48, yeah. yeah. But no, I, that's because it's just something that I honestly think I tweeted it out. So I probably did. You probably read that maybe and. In...
1: Technically 49 hours.
0: <laughs> no, because they wouldn't have won yet.
1: Oh, no, I'm talking about the start of the game. I'm talking about kickoff. If we're doing it since oh. day one, then it would be like 46 hours. Either way, it doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> I don't know why you're making such a big deal about this. I, look, I, I like to get
1: to the bottom of things. Oh, my God. Sumi! me. I'm
0: trying to make a good point here, and you're focusing on everything else but that.
1: Look, with Eli not here, someone has to be the... the. the
0: I guess. The degenerate. And... The
1: instigating asshole degenerate, whatever you want to call Eli. <laughs> I, hope he's, I hope he sees this eventually. Eli, we're talking... We're talking to you, and I also feel like speaking of talking, we're not talking enough about yeah. Yasha Nyman. I know we touched on him already, but there are so many people who were counting this guy out, and I mean, if it wasn't obvious enough, I I did like three different stories on him because I was so I was high on the guy and I was excited to see what he will do in this kind of situation. They've been developing him since 2019. He spent mm-hmm. his entire rookie year on the practice squad, and he was, I think, he was activated for for a game. Then he ended up the year on injured reserve. 2020, he makes the 53 man roster. So they've been developing this guy for this exact moment. This is when they get to finally see, like, all right. I mean, I think that also played into the the decision to start him at left tackle. It's like, okay, yeah, we don't want to compromise two positions, but also. Right. We want to see what the hell this guy is made of. We want to see what he can do in this kind of environment, this kind of setting, against this kind of defensive front. I mean, he's going to be able to hold his own? And
0: they helped. The him. answer is yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, outside of that, those first couple drives, like he settled in fast, and you had not, mm-hmm. you did not hear him, you did not hear his name called for the rest of the night. You know, and yeah. you didn't hear Billy Turner's name called for the rest of the night. That whole offensive line was really, just such... really
0: one of the only things that I saw was Rogers yelling at Myers for that split second. That's really yeah. one of the only moment. You know, there was far and few between moments from this offensive line that were negative. But, you know, not everybody's going to play a perfect game, but they damn near did. So, that was huge.
1: Hold on. Hold that thought. We have Brazil in here. Andrew Brazil. And cl- Andrew and I clicked the comments at, like, the same exact time. So, it's like... Like, when I first... I wonder... Up, like, I don't
0: know if... I I don't know how to read a map, so I don't know if we have Brazil on there or not, but if we don't, Brazil, you're going to get a little pinpoint on our map.
1: Well, do you have, you don't, you don't have a pin down there, that little, the part below? I don't right know, there. is that Brazil? Yes. Can you see? Okay, then yes, we have a pin.
0: <laughs> it's not, na- like, there's no names or anything. You got to know I where I, Brazil.
1: Is. You just showed I, everybody that you don't know, you
0: don't know where Brazil. I did. Is. I'm not, I was never good at geography. So I'm sorry. I was English and gym were the only things I was good at in school.
1: All right. Screw open books. Screw the rest of the show. This whole, the last 23 minutes is going to be dedicated to Jen pointing out where certain certain continents are. Wait, 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 wait.
0: I have a globe. No, that's learn. cheating.
1: That is cheating. You got to put the globe away. Get How do you
0: think here. I know where to put pins on there? Google? I can't, I can't even find South America. There it is. It's, it's oh that like is america, brazil
1: america but south
0: <laughs> thank you well it's like all the way down here you know globes are tilted so it's a little hard to find yeah okay that is brazil i just needed to double check that you knew what you were talking about i'm just gonna put this on the ground for now just in case oh, so you don't
1: trust me now
0: you usually fact check me so i had to fact check you
1: whatever But now the we all know is... where
0: brazil is now
1: <laughs> yes so now we know where Tulio is. Thank you for showing up and watching the show. Yeah, thank you for
0: um, pointing out that I don't know where anything is in the world.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, while I do know where Brazil is, I don't know what time it is over there. So I'm assuming it's late. She did get it right, though. She did. Yeah, she did. After after a couple of attempts.
0: <laughs> See, we're all about learning here.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I think uh, you ready for the segue? And I think the same could be said for the Packers defense because they are learning what their responsibilities are and they showed that on they showed that on Sunday night football.
0: Oh wow. <laughs>
1: but really 10:38 p.m. Okay, so you're 4 hours ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah, it is late um, over there. So 2 hours ahead. You. Uh actually 2 actually, hours ahead. No, actually sweaty, okay? It's 4 it's hours.
0: Ahead. sweaty.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like Why sweetie. do I oh no like do i hell? look like i'm sweating no why would i even po- Why, if even if you did why know. would i point that out what do you think i am i don't know God. no it's like it's like internet teenager slang, i guess well like nice try sweaty we're
0: in our mid-20s we don't need to talk like that
1: speak for yourself grandma Anyways, you're,
0: you're old you're a year and a half older than me so i do watch it about.
1: i don't know what you're talking about
0: okay that let's actually talk damn. about some football Jeez.
1: okay so this defense we saw it a lot in the season opener and we saw it the following week against the lions sporadically they weren't on the same page with each other there were miscommunications there were breakdown in in understanding what they needed to do with each other and the positions they, they needed to be in and for the most part, yeah, that falls on coaching, but it also falls on players understanding their roles and what what their assignments are. And that, in turn, falls on whoever's wearing the communications helmet, which, last couple weeks, as far as I'm concerned, has been Devondre, uh, Devondre Campbell, who mm-hmm. we will talk about. We will talk about during yep. the show. We're going to talk about Devondre Campbell. Um, but you didn't see any of that Sunday night. That was the one thing I noticed with this defense. It was the, the communications seemed to be almost perfect. You know, you didn't see the breakdowns. You didn't see guys out of positions or wide open receivers.
0: Yeah. Like Um, we saw early in that Detroit game with Stokes. And I I don't remember who it was, you know, that first touchdown to Cephas where you could tell it was, you know, it went under Stokes name, but you could tell that guys just didn't know where they were. And there was a lot of that in that Saints game too. Just, it didn't look like, like me with Brazil didn't know where anything was. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Thank you. Have to make that, fun that of was,
1: myself. <laughs> that was actually Kevin King he had that miscommunication with. And yeah, Pro Football Focus, uh, they they tabbed Stokes as surrendering that touchdown. But Matt the Floor admitted, like, I think it was the day after the game, that um, it was supposed to be King that follows Cephas to the corner. So. Um,
0: Tell him Cephas.
1: I meant Cephas. It's
0: Cephas. <laughs> You know how I am with these names. You I understand. know the only reason yeah, I, just... I know is because he's an ex Badger, so I watched him for oh, forever yeah, before yeah. he was in the league. So I know it's I know it's Cephas. It's still not as good as Jameis though. <laughs> I
1: don't know what you're talking about. That doesn't sound familiar at all. Uh, so, anyways, crazy lady. Um, yeah, the, there seemed to be just like a fundamental understanding. Everyone was working as a unit, and also with the secondary. I mean, they kept everything in front of them. They were flying to the freaking ball like even when even when you know the off chance Garoppolo would find a guy they raced to the ball and you saw savage competing at the you know at the point Mm -hmm. of the catch you saw jair alexander doing the same thing him and his crazy freaking half he he looked like he was running a
0: route on that play it was like he
1: was running the route for the receiver
0: see that's the thing is you know jair you're not throwing in his direction but if you put enough air under that ball he's going to go find it and he's going to make you pay for it. So, you've got to throw darts on this on on this defense or Jair is going to make you pay, which it was awesome to see just the the way he tracked that ball the whole way in. It was incredible. It and was
1: it was like straight up like free safety play. Yeah. He he cover, he pretty much covered one side of you know he, he came from the boundary he was the boundary field yeah player and he raced across towards middle field the center field i, I would like to play. know
0: his max speed when he was running that i don't know if there's anything out there that you know i, I don't know if it's next gen stats who sometimes Probably put that out stats. there but so yeah i need i need them to put that together because i would like to know his top speed on that play because he was hustling and it was awesome
1: and i'm gonna put this comment up here from tulio he likes what he's seen from joe barry and he's absolutely right too you know there's things that they can work on and the same could be said for really any any facet of the game there's always Mm -hmm. things to work on even for for the offense who had probably you know one of their best games of the season with the exception uh i mean i think they were better than they were in detroit honestly but
0: detroit was like that bounce back game and then this was the real deal game like prove what you're worth like prove what you can do prove your abilities. so Everything, yeah, not a lot of negatives in this game, but like you said, there's always room for improvement, and yeah. sometimes it's just you know the mental things on the side of plays.
1: Yeah, and you know, as Aaron Rodgers said, I mean, it, it gives them some, it gives them legitimacy. You know, mm-hmm. this is this is a good football team, and ever, a lot of people wrote them off after that that season opening loss, which is hilarious looking back on now because right, nothing in week one means anything.
0: No, and the not- Saints the Saints haven't played the same. That was just no. one of those games where they were they were riding their high and the Packers just couldn't do a single thing right. It was just Correct. one of those weeks. And it's unfortunate and it sucks to start that way, but you can't base the next 16 games off of those 60 minutes.
1: Yeah, absolutely not. Because now a lot of people are eating their words. And yep. it, is, it is funny to see. Before we dive into more stuff here on Open Book, make sure you keep an eye out for our friends over at Lombardi's Bar. What's up, everybody? It's your boys from Lombardi's Bar, Dan the Bartender, Jimmy Christensen, Todd Barney here as well. You can catch us on Game On Wisconsin's YouTube channel every Wednesday, 8.30 Eastern, 7.30 Central. Who knows what the hell we're going to talk about? We weren't even sure what we were going to talk about in this promo. We're going to talk about Packers. We'll talk about some other stupid crap. And Jimmy and Todd will probably just make fun of me the most of the time. hundred percent. Yes, that's yeah. mostly what I'll do. So what we do best, check us out Wednesdays, 7.30, Game On Wisconsin.
0: Are you and uh, Andrew pressing the same buttons again?
1: <laughs> no, that was all Andrew. Going into the. I don't handle the. Uh, I don't handle the advertisements. <laughs> that's that's all Andrew. Um. So yeah, I, I promised that we were going to talk about Devondre Campbell. Okay. Well, I didn't promise. That was a lie. But you didn't promise, me...
0: but you said we would, which is kind of like a promise without yeah, saying it.
1: I, I like I like doing the things that I say I'm going to do. Okay. So.
0: Well, Devondre it's good to Campbell. know you're an honest
1: person. Yeah, only on Tuesdays.
0: Only on so Tuesdays. De- okay. <laughs> good to know.
1: So Devondre Campbell, Jim, what were your initial takeaways from what you saw from him? Hell, not even what you saw from him in Santa Clara, like what you've seen from him as a whole this season.
0: Yeah. I mean, so far it seems like when the defense is making those big plays, I always see his name kind of in that pile and he's just, He's been more and more present in these games and, you know, he got the interception in Detroit and he came close to making a big play against the 49ers and he's just kind of all over the place in a very positive way. And I'm excited to kind of just kind of see his progression throughout this season because he's starting really hot with this team and um, he's kind of, he was kind of a quiet name going into this season and he's kind of trying, he's proving why we need to talk more about him. And it's been a lot of fun to just see him so involved so quickly with this defense.
1: Yeah, you know he was advertised as this, this big guy who can cover, who can cover the physical tight ends down the seam, the guys that line up in line, and you know better than a safety could. He matches up better than most safeties with those big body tight ends, and he, which he is something been, that
0: the Packers have struggled with in past years, is matching up with those big tight ends.
1: Correct, uh, and also correct, Tulio. He was the one that recovered the fumble and almost had a second interception of the season. Like Jen said, he had the one in Detroit and then, you know, also as Jen said, he had that, um, he nearly made another big play. It was off his hands. Could have been a second interception, but he's giving this team just that, that presence in the middle of the field at the second level that they have just lacked. Christian Kirksey. Wasn't it mm-hmm. Antonio Morrison. Wasn't it, you know, they, they've been kind of, kind of like the tight end position, you know, before Robert Tunyon's emergence, they've been searching through a free agency, uh, scouring through other teams for 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 that linebacker, you know. And like I said, they did it with tight end. They went after Lance Kendricks, Martellus Bennett, Jared Cook. Um, who the hell else am I forgetting? I know they went after another tight end.
0: I mean, they had Richard Rodgers for a while there. Yeah, but, but a guy he... in free
1: agency. I feel like I am forgetting. Somebody. Oh, in free agency. I don't know. Maybe I am going crazy. Maybe I am the old one, but
0: maybe no you are but anyways
1: yeah maybe i am the old one anyways um yeah you know they've been searching for that middle linebacker that can kind of you know oversee the middle of the field and take away that weak area because it has been as you pretty much alluded to it's been a, a weak spot throughout the years but he is covering guys he is he is affecting the run game i mean he even made, he played, uh, I believe it was two special team snaps against the 49ers and he made a tackle on one of them. So, I mean, he's like, he is pretty much everywhere.
0: And I think I don't if you had anything more to say about him, otherwise I'm going to transition into someone I love, else.
1: I love Devondre Campbell. So there you go. But can, you know, some, transition.
0: somebody else in the middle who has been all over the place. I think we got to talk about Kenny Clark. You know, he set the tone for this defense so early on in that game. And he was just, it was nice to see him so active and in Jimmy G's face and just doing the things that Kenny Clark is meant to do. And, you know, I, I, for one would be absolutely terrified if I saw him running at me. And I think that's the pressure that we needed on a quarterback like Jimmy Garoppolo. And it was just, it was awesome to see him so involved and, you know, just the pressure in general, but Kenny Clark, yeah, he set that tone so early and this, this front seven really ran with it. And it was awesome to see
1: yeah, Clark was he was a force right out of the gate. I mean, there was a play he ran over Alex Mack and he was already in the backfield. He pretty much he pretty much ran the running back's the the, the the running back uh the running back's I don't route. He he ran he ran the play for the running back and pretty much made that tackle in the backfield and just blew up the whole play. So yeah, he was just absolutely I got ridiculed earlier on Twitter for using this, this phrase, but Kenny Clark was absolutely on one. Okay. He oh was... yeah,
0: because your your slang and your lingo just yeah, what what the hell? Again, um, you're the old man here, I guess.
1: <laughs> that doesn't make sense. No,
0: it doesn't. But that... god
1: um but yeah, you know, Ken Clark he was absolutely f- um feeling it that night and he needed to have a night like that because the defensive right. line obviously hasn't been anything spectacular recently. Uh but I thought Tyler Lancaster had a had a good game. I thought he played well. TJ Slayton played he two snaps. is Out. Oh, yes, that is something that we need to touch on as well. Tyler Lancaster, he is on the Packers reserve COVID-19 list.
0: Which, unfortunately, you know, he finally has a present game. And
1: yeah, now he's out.
0: (laughs) Both him and Lowry, you know, guys who we kind of talk about being duds week in and week out, both come in, have big games, and then you had to see Lancaster's name on the the COVID reserve. It was actually kind of shocking.
1: It was, and I think... You know what we're gonna see now, like you know, either the next day or so is if more people are deemed as close contacts because we don't know we don't know if he tested positive or not. The club isn't gonna release that information, right? We
0: don't we don't know if it's you know if a family member was with like in close contact. You know we don't know the tracing of it. If it's something within the team, if it's something you know at home with him or whatnot. You know we don't know that, but I'm hoping because it seems like a lot of these situations have been able to just be narrowed down to one one player. So hopefully it's not anything that is kind of spreading throughout the team. But, you know, we don't know because they're probably just taking extra precaution with things.
1: Yes. And we also don't know if he is uh, vaccinated or not, which obviously that's his personal decision.
0: Right. But even if he was, I mean, he could still get it. and
1: Yeah. And, and the the thing is, too, if he, it, it, it doesn't necessarily impact his availability for this week against Steelers because if he is vaccinated... And he has two positive tests within um you know within forty-eight hours of each other, I believe. So one twenty-four hours and then another one twenty-four hours. Two neg- two negative tests. Did I say positive? I was say gonna
0: positive? say, yeah. I was waiting to see where your sentence was going to see I am if so you said stupid. <laughs> I am so stupid. I don't know where Brazil is. You don't know the difference between positive and negative. Yeah,
1: yeah, whatever. <laughs> Point is if he registers two negative tests within forty within a forty-eight hour period. Uh, and does not have any symptoms for that period as well, then he could play against the Steelers. He could still be available. Mm -hmm. If he is unvaccinated, then he has to isolate for 10 days. And then he has to, you know, he has to clear a bunch of other hurdles that, you know, that he has to get to. So obviously a few different things at play here. We have no idea. It's still super early in the, you know, in, in, in the situation, but yeah, it is a shame that it comes right after a game where he actually, he played well, he played really well. So, Let's end this show by talking about what a gift it is to have Mason Crosby.
0: Oh, absolutely. I I mean I could have spent this whole forty-five minutes talking about Mason Crosby and you know watching other teams suffer at the realm of poor kicking to be able to I mean not only have Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams leading your your game winning drive, but knowing that you only have to get to a certain point and then Mason Crosby can just finish it out. It's something that we've seen time and time again, and it just it feels all the more special every time. And, you know, this one, especially because they're going into Santa Clara, a team that has kind of had their number for a while, aside from that asterisk year we talked about last year. And to be able to just exercise those demons against the 49ers with a 51 yard game winning kick. It's just, it, it was magic. And I think that it's, it's something that we as Packer fans have just been waiting to be able to celebrate. Like this win is going to be one of those wins where you don't forget it for the rest of your life.
1: Yeah. You'll, you will always remember where you were the night Mason Crosby kicked that game winner in Santa yeah. Clara to beat the 49ers.
0: And I was so nervous that guy coming around the edge. Like in that moment, he, but,
1: I'm pretty sure he had to have gotten like a centimeter of his finger on that football. Yeah. His, as, his as hand seen had to have
0: been like holographic or something. There's, I, I cannot believe how close that is. And he did not touch it.
1: Yeah. And I see Andrew backstage. I see him doing this because he was, he was dangerous. I, I
0: think it was even closer.
1: <laughs> Probably. And, you know what i was gonna (laughs) i was gonna make a small penis joke at at eli but you know what i'm not gonna do it Um, i mean
0: you already did the divergent joke at him on the timeline so (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) i mean the thing you you're not giving him any chances to defend himself here
1: that is life. You know what? That's yeah. that's just life. Maybe he Eli. should be
0: here. Show up next time.
1: <laughs> yeah. Show up, Eli, and then you can defend yourself. Defend yourself with honor and integrity like a real man. <laughs> but yeah, Mason Crosby, I mean according to the Packers dope sheet, uh I believe he's currently at twenty two consecutive field goals made. Um he had ni- he had he was at nineteen after week one. Yeah, cuz he hit 3, he hit 3 against the 49ers. So, yeah, he's at 22 right now, and the record for the most consecutive field goals in franchise history is 23. I believe that only pertains to the regular season. So, the record is 23, and guess who it is held by?
0: Mason Crosby. Correct. Who else The number 2?
1: Yeah, you know, and like, and that, like you
0: said uh, on Twitter that night, I agree, you know, he's not just a kicker, so retire his number when all when all is said and done. Yeah. And you know what put, put number to, two in the rafters I do want to
1: touch on that really fast because i't did like no so i people, I
0: know what you meant by I it knew,
1: I know you did because you know me
0: i I almost did say something just to be an ass but then I didn't want people to whatever not not understand where I was coming from with it but I know you don't think he's just a kicker per se
1: okay good before well before I get to that I want to keep tulio's um explanation of his fandom up here because that's that's awesome it shows you that just the far the far wide reach the packers have i mean this guy Mm -hmm. this guy's in brazil watching the packers you know lose to the 49ers that in in that that 1998 season following back-to-back super bowl trips one of which they won so for that to be your your moment where you're where you say all right you know what i love this team this is the team i'm gonna root for i mean that's that's special anybody could pick up anybody could pick up you know a a, you know an adoration for some kind of football team after they win a super bowl or something like right can can you imagine how many random patriots fans sprouted between between 2003 and 2018 i mean
0: too many (laughs) yeah
1: too many like yeah and especially that was the year after 98 that was the year they pretty much blew a lot of things up robert brooks left mike holmgren left i think that was ron wolf's last season that may have been uh it was Reggie White's last season because he retired in 99 and then he came back with the Panthers in 2000. So that team was no more pretty much. They were pretty much retooling after that. So that just makes it all the more special for, for Tulio. And I wanted to make sure we touched on that because he is here and he is watching and he deserves mm-hmm. the spotlight. Absolutely. So where was I? Oh yeah. Mason Crosby. <laughs> he is not just a goddamn kicker. And I did not mean that he was just a goddamn kicker. So uh, he is—he is so much more than that. He is—I mean—he is the one shining star, shining example of consistency. Yeah, he's had his struggles. Twenty twelve was rough. That weird game in Detroit in twenty eighteen—that yeah. was rough too. He has been lights out since then. So he is—he is a remarkable.
0: I mean, he's human, barely, but he is.
1: <laughs> yeah, barely.
0: He's about as automatic as a human can be.
1: You know he's human because he has gray hair. So.
0: Right, he's he's a nice silver fox.
1: Yeah, um, so I'm glad I'm glad Andrew put that that caption up right there, retired number two, because I don't think I'm gonna be able to look at number two the same way again once Mason Crosby's. No,
0: you know, enjoy. in like 10, 15 years, because I hope that he drinks some magic water or something to continue to kick for it. Because I'm I'm not ready for a post Mason Crosby team. I. I don't know. You know, it's just nice knowing that there's that security blanket on this team who is so reliable that you can bring him in in those moments and he's going to execute. So it's going to be tough. So, yeah, I don't ever want to see anybody else wear the number two.
1: Well, you better get ready for a post Mason Crosby team because he's going to be gone. Aaron Rodgers is going to be gone. Devonte Adams is going to be gone. Zach, this be... was such a
0: positive episode. <laughs> Why do you have to end it like that? Oh. <laughs> uh, like we're okay. not we're not going to include Mason Crosby in the whole last dance narrative.
1: So you're saying he doesn't deserve to be in the last dance because he's a kicker.
0: No, that is not. Don't twist my words like <laughs> that. <laughs>
1: All right, everybody. We are closing out the show. We're coming up on the last 30 seconds here on this week's edition of open book. Thank you everybody for tuning in and checking us out. I mean, you know, Obviously, you're probably all still passed out from partying too hard Sunday night. So if you were here and watching the show, then we are grateful for you. We love you. If you missed it, then hell, we're still grateful for you. and We still love you. So
0: replay exists for a reason.
1: Yes, correct. Jen, is there anything you'd like to
0: add? Uh, I hope that we get to kind of ride this high next week after a win over the Pittsburgh Steelers, because that's going to be. We didn't touch on it at all, but
1: we did not. Yeah. I forgot there was going to be a next, week. I, I know we're just,
0: this was just <laughs> such a fun, like 45 minutes is enough time to talk about this game, but yeah, the, the Packers do play again next weekend and it's going to be against the Steelers and that, that could also be a good defensive matchup depends on, you know, TJ Watts healthy or not. And there's a lot of different factors in that, but if the Packers can take what they did against the 49ers and go implement it against the Steelers, I don't see any reason why they walk away with anything but a win.
1: And for those curious, uh, no, Aaron Rodgers has never played the Steelers at Lambeau field. This will be his first start against the Steelers at Lambeau. He missed, he missed that 2013 meeting with a collarbone injury. He, uh, what when, when was the next one?
0: Well, did they remember. travel to Pittsburgh then? They
1: went to, they went to Pittsburgh in 2017 and they went to Pittsburgh in 20, uh, 2009. So, yeah, this will be the first opportunity for Aaron Rodgers to start against the Steelers at Lambeau Field. And once that is said and done, once he is out there for that first snap in the first quarter, then he will have started a home game against every single team in the NFL except the Packers for now. So- Zach, knock it off, man.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: I'm sorry. All right, let's close this show out. Say something Jen-
0: positive now. We're not ending on that. <laughs>
1: okay all right fine you could follow jen for tremendous packers content at big mac underscore four you could follow me for shitty lousy content on twitter at it's zachariah j jen where can people find your work
0: well you just said at big mac underscore four i'm but... talking about i'm talking about publications <laughs> yeah so if you go onto my twitter i do have a little link tree in my bio that brings you to a you know my open book, which obviously, if you're here, you know where the, where to find that. My um, packaday stuff, my packer report stuff, I say it again stuff. Just all of that can easily be found in that link because there is an abundance of it. So I Perfect. hope you like my work because it's all over the place.
1: <laughs> they will like your work. Everyone likes your work, and you can find me at packerreport.com as well as Game Wisconsin. And you can also follow our producer Andrew at Mertens underscore Andrew. He's not, he can't talk for himself right now because he's backstage. Otherwise, I would give him a chance to, to publicize his work. But he is at, he is with Game on Wisconsin. So that much I can't tell you. Thank you, everybody,
0: for watching. And follow Eli, week. I guess, too.
1: <laughs> I guess you could follow Eli, too. He, hold on, let me get his precise handle so I don't screw this up. It, it's
0: on the screen. You can follow Zach. Eli
1: oh (laughs) book of eli underscore nfl our boy eli who is usually the third part of our trio here but he is dealing with scheduling conflicts which we are sorting out this week and we will be back the three of us okay the three of us not two of us three next week so again thank you everybody for watching we love you all and sayonara
0: what do you think fred all right fred <laughs> like dude you're an idiot i'm doing very well jenny it's just going be me and you or eli and Jack. on top pop in yeah they'll talk oh, every once here. in a while talking, he was talk, already here it right away it <laughs> kind of
1: well we're used to you attacking us so yeah sorry is... Look at. <laughs> Let's just put it this way. Who do you see as the quarterback week one for the Green Bay Packers? I see.